You are listening to Yoga Boss, episode 19. Welcome to Yoga Boss, the only podcast for ambitious yoga teachers who know the real value of yoga, where life coach and yoga teacher Jackie Skinner teaches you how to rewire your brain to confidently leap from employee to yoga entrepreneur. Are you ready to build the business of your dreams? Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Maybe it's time for a deep breath and really check in. How are you doing? I am recording this podcast, No Space for Perfectionism, in June of 2020 as a white woman in America after our country is fighting racism and reeling from the death of George Floyd. So today we're going to talk about why there is no space for perfectionism in your business and how that also translates to how you show up in your life. It is pretty ironic because I typically don't ever re-record podcasts. I kind of go with what comes out. That's why you hear me kind of mess up words or like say the wrong thing. And my brain has freaked out while recording this podcast. Like I've deleted it already. This is my second go around. I'm committed to do it this time. So I know if I'm dealing with wanting to show up the quote unquote right way or be as quote unquote perfect as I can this week in my business, my clients are dealing with the same thing. And I know this for a fact because I have coached most of them on how they want to respond right now in their own business. So what we're going to dive into first is just what is perfectionism and the way I like to define perfectionism is this idea that you as a human being are inherently flawed and need to be better. You could be better and your life should be better and you need to constantly be improving yourself because you're not enough. And you'll kind of know that if you're a person with perfectionistic tendencies, you're always looking for what's wrong about it or complaining or judging other people, judging yourself. So let me just pause and say like my favorite favorite part of yoga is Svidyaya, the self-study, the self-improvement. And so I'm not saying that we don't improve at all as humans, but there is a big difference between self-improvement from a belief that you're not enough or you're flawed and you need to be better and self-improvement from curiosity and fun and love. And that's what we want to do. We want to kind of take out this idea that you need to be better, that you're flawed as you are. We spoke about this last week on the podcast, but all the humans that I've talked to have some sort of variation of the thought of I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy enough. And this is what is the root cause of perfectionistic tendencies. What happens, though, is we think we can just be like perfectionist in our jobs or perfectionist with how organized our house is or perfectionist with the way our handstand looks. That's totally me calling myself out. And what happens is perfection and the desire to be perfect does not stay constrained just to one area of your life. It's not compartmentalized. It's not possible. How you do one thing is how you do everything. And so this seeps into everything that we do in the world and how we show up and what we choose to do in our business. 
So it's coming from the root belief that things are not okay. You are not okay as you are and you should be better. And that comes from so many different things. It comes from our society and this idea that we all need to be constantly improving, especially in America. And it comes from what we're taught in school. It comes from everything. Your brain is like a little sponge and just soaks up the thoughts and ideas that you're taught as you grow up. You can also think of it as like a computer. It's being programmed with different code constantly from the different people that you know in your life, the different education system you were in, whatever it was for your specific experience. And 95% of our thoughts are totally unconscious, the ones that were programmed in without us even knowing. So the work of uncovering who you are and ceasing the fluctuations of your mind is uncovering part of those 95% thoughts that are totally unconscious and evaluating. Is this a thought that still serves me? Is this something I still agree with? Something I still want to think moving forward? Here's what happens when you're stuck in a perfectionistic mindset. I'm not good enough. I need to be better. The first thing it produces is just procrastination. Instead of doing, deciding and going, what happens is that you actually just spin and you spin and you spin. You procrastinate on doing whatever it is that you said you were going to do. You're always constantly judging, I could do this, I could do that, it's not good enough, I want it to be perfect, I want it to look like this first, and then I'll put it up. So let me give you two examples. First example is a client who is launching her amazing offer, her paid offer, and she came to me this week and she said, Jackie, like, I can't launch my paid offer, I want to make just a few tweaks on my website first. Sound familiar? Your brain likes to negotiate with you. It's just a few tweaks. It'll just take a little bit, but a few tweaks, you make them and then it still doesn't feel perfect. You still think the website could be better. And so you make a few more and a few more and a few more. And what happens is what your website look like looks like has now impacted how many offers you're making to make money. So this is your example in your business. Perfectionistic tendency looking for things to be perfect, looking for the website to be perfect turns out into not actually showing up and making money, making offers. Now, second example, if I've had all of my clients this week come to me and want to decide whether or not they're going to show up this week in their business and teach classes and teach yoga, or they're going to go silent and give space for the um, people of color to speak up and share. Now, What happens is we want to find the right thing to do, the perfect thing to do. And instead of deciding what it is that we want to do and how we want to show up and being totally in love with your reason why and then going forward, you just stay hidden and you stay in that indecision and the doubt and not really getting a clear picture on what you're going to do this week in your business, whether it's doing or not doing. The second thing that perfectionism produces is really critical tendencies. So you really start to judge yourself and judge your work really, really harshly. Now, when you are really critical of yourself and you're in that place and you have someone else criticize you outside of you, Your mind tells you it's because they think they're better than you, right? They think that they know best, they're perfect, and they can judge you. But this is just kind of like a shame spiral again and again and again. 
And what actually happens when you step away from the desire to be perfect and you start to criticize yourself less, you judge other people less. You criticize other people less. If you're constantly criticizing yourself and you're constantly criticizing other people, it always is coming from a place of not being secure in who you are, not loving yourself as you are. And it's a lot easier to accept other people. And you do accept other people a hell of a lot more when you're really secure in the love that you have for yourself. Perfection is a perfectionistic tendencies. There we go. Always produces pessimism as well. So let's go back to the client who was worried about her website being perfect before she made her paid offer. The reason that she's so worried about the website is because she's pessimistic about what people will think about her, judge her, and then she won't have money and she won't have her business, right? Her brain automatically goes to like worst case scenario of what could go wrong and then stays there. People who have perfectionistic tendencies are more likely to be in the experience of depression and anxiety and stress and people who don't. This leads us trying to control what other people think of us and control our what we think of ourselves in hopes that if we were able to control, if we were able to really manage what everyone else thought about us and how everyone else felt about us, then we would feel perfect. Then we would feel like we finally have permission to accept who we are. The last thing and the biggest thing that perfectionistic tendencies create is shame. Like this is the emotion that will stop you dead in your tracks. It is the emotion that will stop you from self-improvement, from svidyaya. So when you're in that shame, you're really believing that who you are is inherently unworthy. And you can't show your imperfections to other people because they might judge you and that would be unsafe. And if people reject you, then you're not safe in society. And this comes from your primitive brain wanting to be accepted, a part of the tribe, and be safe. Just know that that's there. Perfectionism is your brain trying to keep you safe. It thinks that if you were perfect enough, or your business was perfect enough, or your post was perfect enough, then nobody would reject you. You would never be rejected. What's really ironic about that is when you believe that you need to be better or you need to be perfect, it's coming from the place of thinking you're unworthy, which means you're inherently rejecting yourself. So this emotion of rejection and then the shame that we're all so afraid of feeling, we create for ourselves, by ourselves, ahead of time. And we sit in that shame and we sit in that rejection and we don't show up in our lives. So what's, what are you going to do, right? What do we do now if you realize that you have some perfectionist tendencies or you've created some of these results in your life? First, you just want to know that perfect is not a thing. It can never be objective. It can never be factual. It can never be proven. There's 7.8 billion people on the planet right now and everyone has a different idea of what they would call perfect. So it's not objective. It's totally subjective. So your brain thinks that if you reach this ideal place of what you would be like if you were perfect, then you would feel accepted and then your brain would stop being so mean to you all the time. (laughs) But that is just a total lie. It's just a total lie. Remember, your brain is trying to keep you safe. So it 
uses being critical and being mean as a way to keep you hidden, as a way to keep you avoiding other people's rejection by creating your own rejection. And it will never be able to reach this place of subjective perfection because that's always going to be changing in your mind. So what we want to do is really just first start to question what you think perfect is, what you think perfectionism is. Question, like, what it, what kind of perfect life do you want and why? Just look into what your brain is telling you. This is the subjective definition of perfect and it's actually telling you it's objective and this is what you need to strive for. And then start to challenge that. Change your belief of what is quote unquote perfect. Change your belief about perfectionism in general. The second thing is you have to start to embrace your imperfections. They are inherently perfect. I am very passionate, we'll call it, (laughs) but I'm like very sassy and snappy. I'm a Scorpio. I can kind of sting. So in an argument, it's not so perfect. It doesn't always make for the most calm, relatable, productive situation, let's say with my fiance. But the same thing that I would call imperfect is what makes me so damn passionate in my business. It is the fuel, the fire that I use to show up for yoga teachers and make change happen in our industry. So what's imperfect about me is also so perfect. So I am imperfectly perfect and so are you. That's where you want to start to really embrace all of who you are as exactly as you're meant to be. The third thing that really just combats perfectionism is you have to be willing to be wrong. You have to be willing to be a student and always be learning. There is a Zen story, which I'm sure you all have heard. I used to tell this in yoga classes a lot. There was a Japanese master way long ago, and a university professor came to inquire and learn from this Japanese master about Zen. And he, the university professor travels to his house and the Zen master starts to pour tea. And he has two cups on the table. And as he starts to pour, the professor just starts to talk about everything that he knows and everything that he's learned and all the experiences and everything that is there. And the Zen master just keeps pouring and pouring and pouring. The cup fills up. The cup starts to overflow and the professor's like, stop, stop it. It's overflowing. There's too much. No more can go in. And the Zen master says, just like this cup, you are full of your own opinions and speculations. How can I show you? How can I teach you what Zen is about if your cup is not empty? You must first empty your cup in order to learn. This is what it means to show up and be wrong, to be a student. So right now, so many of my clients, we want to make a decision of whether to show up in our business this week or not. And we have to be willing to decide something, be in love with our reason why we're deciding it, and then be wrong. And then be ready to learn and ready to start anew and ready to see something differently. This is the secret 
to showing up in your life without any perfectionistic tendencies. When you're willing to be wrong, when you're willing to get it wrong, when you're willing to learn constantly, there's no need to be perfect because there is no end. You get to show up and learn constantly. So there is no getting it done. There is no getting it right. You just get to show up and be. So with my clients this week, we worked on making that decision. Do you show up in your business or not? Why? What's driving either decision that you want to make? Be in love with your reason why and then go show up. Go do the thing that you decided or don't do the thing if you decided that. And then be willing to be wrong. Be willing to have made the wrong decision. Learn and then repeat that whole cycle again. Make a new decision with more education and more knowledge. Go out, act on it, be willing to be wrong and then make a new decision and learn. And this is how you overcome all of perfection. And this is how you actually show up in your life, whether it's for your business or it is for social justice work. You want to make sure your brain is not telling you there's one right and one wrong way to do it because that is also just subjective. What you want to do is decide what is the right way for you. What do you want to do? How do you want to show up and then have your back? Be willing to be wrong, be willing to learn and show up anyway. What I am learning through George Floyd's death is I have constantly more to discover in my brain. Like we talked about at the very beginning of the episode, your brain is like a sponge and it soaks in everything. It's like a computer being, you know, coded by someone you didn't maybe necessarily want to code. And this is not appalling news to us, right? As women, we're pretty quick to say, yeah, we have all absorbed some subconscious beliefs about what our body should look like and what our hair should look like and what our skin should look like. And this ideal beauty standard that none of us really signed up for intentionally, it was just kind of taught to us. And we start to question that. And if you're in America, you grew up in a society that was inherently based on believing that one person is more valuable than another. That white men were more valuable than people of color or women. And that's just what we grew up in. And so these societal norms have seeped into our conscious, whether we wanted it to or not. And when you're willing to get curious and say, huh, I wonder how this shows up for me. I wonder what I can learn. I wonder what I need to shift. I wonder what I need to do different, not from a place of beating yourself up, then you can bypass all the shame and guilt and the label and the judgment and just start to show up intentionally and do the real work in your life. So this is what I want to offer you this week. If you want to show up in your business, do it. If you don't want to show up, don't show up. It's up to you. Learn how to have your own back. Learn to step away from thinking it needs to be perfect before you do it. Be willing to get it wrong and love yourself anyway. All right, my friends, this is what I have for you. I am opening up my schedule, which I'm really excited about. So I work with clients one-to-one for six months. We go from no business to business. I offer a full money back guarantee that this will happen. And I am opening up more spaces to work privately with people. I am passionate about up-leveling the type of yoga we are offering in America, the type of yoga we're offering in the world, really. 
And part of that requires us looking at our brain and shifting into thinking from our prefrontal cortex. This is what I teach my clients. This is how I help them. So if you're interested, if you're ready, if you want that business, if you want to change the yoga industry for the better, if that's the way you want to show up for the world, which is very much what I want to do, send me a message on Instagram. It's JackieG.Skinner, S-K-I-N-N-E-R, and we will get you scheduled for your first consultation and then get you going. Have a wonderful week. I'll talk to you in episode 20.